0: Hey guys, happy Tuesday. It's episode 82. Welcome back to the show. What's up? It's Jacqueline. Happy Tuesday, two days before Thanksgiving. How, how's everyone doing out there? Clap it up for yourself. Wow, you've made it this far in 2020. You're still alive. Yay. Okay, wow. Um, holy shit. It took me 11 months to get my shit together. I had this epiphany today that, you know, while I was deep cleaning my apartment because I'm, I'm leaving home for a whole month. So I got this place really clean. I was like, I've gone through it this year. Like I, I was getting emotional as I'm cleaning like this apartment, my isolation, the times, the tough times I spent alone in here. It, it It's crazy to sit and think about, I'm going to leave this place for a month. And this represents like my literal hell at one point in 2020 or a good chunk of my 2020 when I was in depression. So it felt good to clean it today, but. Anyways, back to you guys. This, is, this podcast has nothing to do with me. It's all about you. Like, put the focus back on you guys. Congratulations. You made it this far. You know, we're going to the happy fucking holiday season. I've been looking forward to this this whole year. I said, look, I want to get past the election hump. I want to get to the holidays where everyone's with family. Well, it, am I being ignorant to the fact that a lot of people aren't going home because of restrictions and all that bullshit going on with coronavirus still, which completely pisses me like the it it, at what point does the solution become worse than the problem here like this is family time holidays we've all been sucked away from family all year in fact like I haven't seen anyone since last Thanksgiving so I'm selfishly hopping on a plane and going home but um anyways I'm just excited this time has come so we can go into the new year start fresh hopefully (laughs) (laughs) But real quick, before, you know, I know I've got new listeners here probably today, so go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Go over to my YouTube channel to watch the video podcast. It'll be on hold until January. While I'm with family, I will not be on YouTube. And then go over to patreon.com slash TJMS if you want to support the show and get my Patreon-exclusive content. So you'll have access to that if you become a subscriber. So... Um, back to let's, let's do this day. Let's do this thing. Episode 82. Let's talk about what I did. I deep cleaned, um, got emo. I've been through it in this, in this bitch. I've been through it in this apartment with myself and I'm really proud of the progress I've made. You know, I want to talk to you guys right off the bat. We're going to get into teacher Tuesday. I'm going to do a second part to James Clear's atomic habits book. I did the first part last Tuesday where I went over some the first like half of the book and read quotes and talked about how it applies to my life and maybe how it would help you. So I'll be getting into that heavy hitting teacher Tuesday section in a little bit, but I want to start off with the topic of um, my personal progress this year and then happiness and what I've had this epiphany about or the epiphany I made or had fuck had made. I make epiphanies. It's an epiphany recipe. I just made it today in my head. Are, it's just a little ingredients coming together and you have a boom, epiphany. So that happened to me today about happiness and this podcast and it's insane. So real quick, I'm standing here November 24th, a different person. Like I feel like a whole new woman. I can't even tell you guys how good it feels to be sitting here right now and basking in this moment because... I figured my shit out. I figured everything out that's, like, holding me back. Everything that I've struggled with, I've fully addressed, talked it out, gotten therapy for, like, working on it. I'm not looking back, and I'm not, um, I'm not creating stories. I'm not overthinking anymore. That's the biggest, I, I think, I don't remember, I was, like, what, what episode fucking like 58. I wish I remember the number. I literally worked out that epiphany on the podcast. And I said, overthinking and, um, getting distracted by new ideas, constantly not committing to anything is holding me back. So I committed to this podcast and it's making me happier than I've ever been. So boom, there's the little, uh, thought of the day, but here's something I wrote I'm going to read it to you. I haven't read a lot of notes lately on my phone, but I used to take a lot, and I'd recite them. But anyways, and by the way, hey, I got some listeners out there. That are, they're showing up every day, hoping to God. I throw some fucking heat, flavor, fuckery, nonsense talk your way, and this is not that style of episode. This is Teacher Tuesday. I'm wearing glasses. I'm nerding out. I'm talking about mental health, happiness, that kind of shit in, in, in my style. Okay. I'll try to keep it entertaining for y'all. You know what? Should I fucking talk about cleaning my toilet today first? Would that help you out? Why do I assume that you guys don't want to hear about my happiness? You want to hear about my day? Cause I didn't do a life update. I'm going to do this happiness thing and then I'll get into cleaning the toilet because I had a great time. So I wrote this for episode 82. I said, I said, now I know that I, now I know what real happiness is. There are zero doubts, fears, or negative talk involved. I said, I love this. I'm doing this. My dream is to be a daily podcaster. Every day feels like the Super Bowl. I have my family. I have a job that enables me to work anywhere. And I'm doing my dream creative hobby. I have my health. I have a great lifestyle. That All that makes me happy. I don't think I can get any more happy than that. I said, I don't have a huge goal down the road because desire always ruins my happiness. I want this to feel the same no matter what level I get to. My ego isn't involved at all. I'm not putting on a facade like I'm happy doing this with barely anyone listening right now. And two months in, you know, fucking, it's not like I'm Joe Rogan, okay? I'm not at that level, but I said, no matter what, I want this feeling I have. This everyday feels like the, like we summited a mountain on yesterday's episode, jokingly, on crutches, okay? But that's what each episode is. It's literally like, this is as good as it's gonna get Jacqueline. No matter what level you get to, you're not gonna be any more happy doing a podcast in 10 years than you are now, because this feels fucking amazing. And I wrote, I'm not putting on a facade like I'm happy doing this, barely anyone listening. It's real, because for the first time in my life, I'm expressing myself to my fullest potential without judging myself, and that feels so good. It makes me happy. Yeah, so it's wild how I think a lot of people, and this was inspired by, I was watching the latest, or I was listening to, what's it called, Impulsive, and Mike had mentioned something about He's eaten steak like Wagyu three times in a week. And he's like, holy shit, I used to dream about this. Now I have it and it's kind of bland. This doesn't really phase me anymore. It doesn't excite me anymore. And I made a decision in that moment when I listened to that. I shut it off and I pulled up my phone and wrote a note about what I just, exactly what I just read to you because I made a decision in that moment that I never want that to, that to happen to me. No matter what level I get to, doesn't matter. I want to i've realized with this show and this in this passion this hobby i found that that f- initial feeling i got i'm sitting in the same place i first recorded this with my bullshit apple iphone headphones <laughs> like, with a little microphone like people do on tiktok <laughs> i'm sitting in the same spot and now i'm 82 episodes in and i had that initial like butterflies adrenaline I, oh my god i i'm i'm flying i found my pa- jacqueline this is what you're supposed to do with your life. Holy shit! And I can honestly say that that has sustained that level of fulfillment. Each episode has it's 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 not like I have a goal. The reason why I wrote I wrote down I made a decision immediately. I said I don't have a goal like a long term like in two years I want to have this many downloads and this many subscribers and like that doesn't even exist in my mind because. I've talked it out a lot on the show that I've been down on myself a lot in life because I have these lofty dreams and goals that I'm not able to accomplish. And that makes me feel like shit about myself. So instead of having this desire and this like wish and this wanting thing for my future that hopefully I'll get someday that doesn't even fucking exist. Cause I'm right now I'm doing this. I'm at the Super Bowl. This is as good as it's going to get. My happiness is probably not going to get any bigger than like, it doesn't, um, it's not, my happiness is not going to depend on n- numbers, size, growth, none of that shit, because I'm happy literally opening my mouth and pressing record and uploading it. That's end of story. Like that is a, sim- I've boiled every, everything down to the most simple, um, the simple, like the simplest idea that for me to be happy. I need to talk a lot. Okay. I need to do a lot of ch- chit chat with myself <laughs> and have fun with myself because as I've said, I've I've been in the past, like I feel like a whole new woman now. I felt like I kept everything inside and I wasn't expressing myself to my fullest potential. And so, and I want this for everyone else. So maybe here's my teacher Tuesday moment, my life advice. Like once you, I think the key to happiness that I just found this year is literally, Once you feel like you're not holding anything back, you're not trying to be something and fit in a box and you're just you a hundred percent, especially on the internet. If you're out there trying to be an internet person, I totally, this is probably preached left and right by so many people that get it. And I feel like I've been watching people my whole life. I've been sitting back in the crowd being a spectator and those people have figured it out way ahead of me like the Logan Pauls of the world, the fucking, um, <laughs> who else is a big influencer? Gary Vaynerchuk. He doesn't, he never judge himself. He never judged himself since he was like two years old. That's what he always talks about. That's why he's successful. So that the judgment holds you back. My judgment, myself, the judgment I had about my personality, how I talk, the sound of my voice, all this fucking, like how I look, it held me back in my twenties so far. And I'm like, I made a decision. No, boom, not doing it. We're not, it doesn't exist. And as far as happiness goes, (laughs) like this is as good as it's going to get, bitch. I don't really think it could get better than this. And I mean that, and that's not bullshit. You guys, I I hope you know how fun I have on this. Like, cause I just, I wish everyone could feel this feeling. It's, it's, it's actually crazy to me, but now I know what I I The first line I wrote is now I know what real happiness is. Anyways, had to get that off my chest. You want me to talk about cleaning the toilet now? So today I cleaned my apartment. Deep cleaned because I'm leaving for a month. Um <laughs> I want to go back to the old topic about happiness. Ah. Do I wanna Do I wanna do I wanna jump to the next segment? Do 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 cleaning my apartment. Let's do it. Fuck it. Um thanks for listening to that monologue. I appreciate y'all. So I put off my cleaning for a good week okay it started it started to look like a frat house in this bitch I had dishes piled up crumbs all over the floor fucking my toothpaste all over my sink film on my shower tiles and I took care of business day because I'm leaving and I said I'm gonna wait up until the last day to clean so I can do one sweep because I'm leaving for a long time just deal with it at one time so I was exhausted as fuck scrubbing my 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 shower tiles took me about an hour and a half to clean my bathroom because my tiles are so cute and tiny, but they are so hard to clean. I made an entire, I made, I you know, I was so, I was so committed to the process. I made a, a reels. I haven't used Instagram reels really like that much, but I made a reels today of my aesthetically pleasing toilet cleaning and bathroom cleaning <laughs> session. So go over to Instagram to see that. I fucking like went hard on my tiles my shoulders almost dislocated I hurt I hurt and I was breathing in that comet and that soft scrub I do a combo I do a little trifecta I've got Lysol bleach all-purpose spray okay I don't know why that's the lubrication I don't use water I need something more aggressive than water to get the get the party started so because I've got these tiles in the shower just imagine this they're all white they all have little grout lines in between them Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> do you guys know what shower tiles look like? <laughs> do you guys fucking know what they look like? So anyways, I start the party off with my Lysol. I think, yeah, Lysol disinfectant spray shit. Uh, put that all over the shower. Inhale it a few times just to get. I need, guys, I should have fucking, I should have, would, what kind of drugs would, no, maybe Adderall. What drugs would have made me aggressively clean? something that makes me like, is that cocaine? <gasps> I think it's cocaine. That's what I should have done. I don't know how to do that or where to get it, but I think next time I clean my shower, I'm going to need cocaine. Cause I don't think I can repeat what I just did today. My shoulders aren't going to be able to take it. <laughs> so I start the party off with my Lysol spray. Then I do a uh, dusting of comet, like just all over the floor. I start with the floor and then uh, I s- squirt over, like I do like a hot dog of like mustard on a hot dog, that motion. I do that on top of the comet powder. It's like this green powder and that's all sitting on top of the Lysol spray. So we've got a concoction happening. We have a chemi- chemical reaction about to explode if I don't do things right here. So I let that bitch sit for like a minute or two, let everything kind of start soaking together. And then I just go in. I go in until I can't do it any longer. And I make it like a workout. I make it, I just get David Goggins in my head. And I think, what would David Goggins do in this moment? And then I get it done. I just go hard. It took me probably 20 minutes to do the floor because the tiles are so fucking tiny. And then after I do the floor, this is what's bullshit. I have to rinse it. Okay. <laughs> it's not fucking done. It's not done. <laughs> then I have to go in and do my, I have a little brush, like a little Libman It's like the green and white brushes. You can buy them at the grocery store. They're really easy to find, but it goes into the grout. So then I have to see the spots I missed, and then I have to do detail of those. Then I have to go around the edges and the corners and get all the – there's like yellow gunk, which is my conditioner I use, that for whatever reason, when it dries, it turns into like putty paste that's so – it's like the glitter of conditioner. Like, you know when you spill glitter everywhere – you can't fucking get rid of it that's how my conditioner is in the shower it's so frustrating so anyways and then guys here I guessed it. you guessed it then I do round two and I have to you know rinse it again and then I got to do the walls guys there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way how do you shoot me a dm no 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 excuse me I'm sick of that I'm sick of telling you guys dm me leave a review on the apple podcast app any amount of stars I don't give a fuck about the stars I just need this answer how do you clean your shower What is your technique? There's got to be another way, a better way. I was thinking of getting uh, a drill and then putting, I think I've seen this before. You put a, like a rough sponge on the end of it and it spins really fast so you can get aggressive with it and it can, I don't know. Anyway, so I did that. But guys, I have an entire apartment I could talk about cleaning, but are we going to do Teacher Tuesday? Am I going to talk about Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear? Maybe. We're going to get there. But I could tell you this. I uh, pre-packed. That wasn't on the agenda today. That was not on the agenda today. But at some point, I started getting anxiety. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. If I don't start packing now, I'm going to be fucked tomorrow. Because I leave Thursday. I leave on Thanksgiving. So I opened my suitcase up. I threw all my sweatpants and sweatshirts in there. All my comfy clothes. And I decided I'm not bringing anything cute. I'm like, my mom has cute clothes. I'll just use hers so I can bring all the cute sweats and all the, you know, the fun stuff. But... Um, I don't know, guys, I had a good day cleaning. I was tired as shit all day though. Cause it takes the, it knocks the wind out of you scrubbing tiles. And I started with that task. I don't know. That was probably a good decision, but, uh, it winded me. Okay. So anyways, what else can I fucking tell you? I just had dinner guys. I'm recording at night, whatever. Don't judge me. I <laughs> remember yesterday I was like, I thrive in the morning when I have eight shots of espresso in me and I'm people watching outside on the podcast and da, 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 da. but I don't know. I get, I get wild at night. I think I'm going to just become a nighttime podcaster. Do teachers teach at night? That's kind of, that's kind of hot. I'm teaching you at night. Just, I don't know. Let's talk about building habits. So this section is the uh part where I'm going to read the quotes from the chapters that are like, key quotes, and then I'm going to talk about them and elaborate th- about how they have apl- how they apply to my life and maybe something I've learned from it or th- that you could learn from, okay, because here's the fucking deal, guys, okay, so let me drink water. I haven't drank anything yet. You know, I'm going to gargle because this podcast already feels boring. that feels good. We should gargle water. Like we should normalize gargling water in at dinner. <laughs> like after you cheers, just cheers. <sighs> okay. So the reason I'm doing this is because some episodes I'm like, what did I just, what kind of value did I bring to my audience today? Like, you know how content creators say that shit. I always feel like I leave the episodes going, Oh, like I think I need to at least throw in an educational slash entertaining episode once a week, you know? So here it is. We're going to get into the chapter, I think 10. Okay. So yeah, no chapter We we left off at chapter nine. Yep. So we're going to go into chapter 10. So how to find and fix the cause of your bad habits, chapter 10, let's get into it. So the inver- The inversion of the second law of behavior change is to make it unattractive. Second law of behavior change is to make it unattractive. I'm trying to recall this section of the book. So that's the opposite because the first. So the second law of behavior change is to make it attract, make it attractive. So for the show, what's attractive to me about podcasting is what I've described as not only the fact that I'm the face. And the name of the show, that's so attractive. But the fact that I literally simplify the fuck out of it. I open my, I press record. I open my mouth. I shut my mouth. Wait, I can do it even more simple than that. I press record. I talk. I stop recording. (laughs) I upload. That's it. Boom. Done. There's no, I, I made it so attractive. So Anyways, and I'm also, like, chilling. I usually have a coffee with me when I'm doing this. It's, like, a this whole ritual of podcasting is so fucking awesome. I I am obsessed. Like, I told you guys. I was creating my little universe, my little podcast universe in the, in the very, very beginning of the show, first, like, ten episodes. I'm, like, I want to make podcasts. You know how YouTubers have their sets in their studios with all their makeup collection shit? I'm, like, I want a fucking microphone collection. I want cool pieces on my set and night cool lights and mixing boards. And like, I just want to nerd the fuck out about podcasting and make it this thing. Cause I want more people to do this. I think there's space for everyone to be successful here. I think it's good for mental health. It's free therapy to sit and talk to yourself. So, it, and here's the deal. It doesn't fucking matter who's listening or how many people, the act of doing this. I improve. I'm being a little guinea pig on myself for a year here doing it every single day but I'm pretty much at this point convinced that, yeah, this has drastically improved my mental health. And yeah, Jacqueline, you could also talk to your friends. Okay. Same shit. Hey, Jacqueline, you could talk to a therapist. Hey, Jacqueline, just call your mom. It's the same thing. Talking to someone is healthy. Duh. But I'm also like, the, I, I want to be um, somebody. So You know, I got to fucking put it on the internet, post it, post it for people to listen to, get their fucking attention make them even more addicted to social media (laughs) because they got to listen to me now. I joke. I joke. I mean, there is something inside of me. I'm not even talking about this fucking book, behavioral changes. We're going to get into it. Don't worry. Some people are called, you know, called like Jesus, called like, was Jesus called? Some people are cut out for the biz. I think I'm one of them. So I I have no issue opening my mouth for an hour a day. Plus sometimes I do an hour and a half, almost two hours. Sometimes no issue doing that. No, no issue coming up with the content, no issue fucking posting it or any of that. So I've, there's a place for me in this world to be a podcaster and I'm embracing that. And yes, as a child, I was a middle child. I think I don't know, I, was, I, was, I don't think I was a little attention hoe back in the day, but I think I just liked, I don't know, I like being, I like being in front of people. <laughs> I don't know how else to fucking say it. I just like that shit. I like it. Because you know what? Biggest epiphany, and I think this happened in adulthood, and new jobs, and, you know, stuffy workplaces. I like to be the person in the group that makes everyone else feel like they can take their hair down and just relax and have fun because there. are if that person, if someone like I come in the group and I, if, if you're, and it's natural, like it's not a try hard thing. I just do this shit when I'm in new groups of people, but I just make joke or I'll fucking play, play around with the environment and, you know, talk about something that's on the wall or whatever the fuck. And people start feeling a little more relaxed and they're like, you know, and then I, I noticed that it, that is an important in a, in, in the world, if if that's important for, uh, like social, like culture and, uh, work environments and all that, because it, it just helps the group and, you know, maybe I'm not the leader. Maybe I'm not the one, maybe I'm not the one just like putting my, you know, not, I'm not bitching at everyone to do their work. I'm the one that's like, I don't want to work. I just want to sit and make people laugh and make people have fun. I don't know. I used to, do, I used to be the boss. I had 15 interns guys at one point each semester. A year after college, I graduated and I managed 15 interns approximately, give or take. And I do thrive as a leader in that, in that way, like delegating ta- like I loved having little meetings with my groups. I had marketing interns. I had um, fucking, who are my other interns? I had three other ones. Marketing. <laughs> I basically taught them out of Photoshop. Um, event planners. What was the other two? There's two other ones. Why can't I think? Event planners, marketing. Anyways, it was fun because I, I got to bring them into little meetings. And I had that first experience being a leader, my leadership role, my official big girl job leader role. They came to me as I'm the boss, you know, and a fucking nameplate at my desk and business cards. And it was cool. But, um, at the end of the day, I, I love that job. I like jobs like that where I ha- I'm have, I'm an authority, I guess, but cause I, I feel like I'm good at that. But at the end of the day, I want to do what the fuck I'm doing right now. This is my dream. This is my Super Bowl. I'm here, bitch. Should I gargle, gargle again? No, I'm not going to do it. That's gross. So back to the book. Why would I even go on that road? Oh, because I had to prove, to prove to you guys why I'm doing Teacher Tuesday. Educate, entertain. I don't know. <sighs> How are you guys doing? This show is about you. It's not about me. Are you feeling educated today? Okay, so this book's great. Let's get into it. Your habits habits are modern day solutions to ancient desires. There's the word desires. So let's think of a dumb example. Your habit, let's break this down. My habit to do what? Oh, Holy fuck, dude, the Egyptians wished they could communicate with people across the land in Egypt. (laughs) They desired that. That's breaking this down. The modern day solution to that is texting, is calling people. We did it. That's crazy. My habit of calling, texting is the solution to the Egyptians wishing they could talk to people across the land. That's cool. That's a dumbed down example, but I had fun thinking of that. So the cause of your habits is actually the prediction that the pred, excuse me, the cause of your habits is actually the prediction that precedes them. The prediction leads to a feeling. Okay. Habits are attractive when we associate them with positive feelings and unattractive when we associate them with negative feelings. Create a motivational ritual by doing something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit. That's interesting. So I'll, I'll break that down, talk about my life. Recently I started doing yoga in the morning. Without my phone, I have like my. It's my first wave. It's my first. The wave I ride in the morning. I'm not a surfer here in California. I'm jealous of people that are. I wake up and I do yoga. It's the second best. It's the second best, uh, option I think here in SoCal. Either you're a yogi or you're a surfer. And I'm. I want to be a hot yoga bitch who goes on the beach someday and does that when I feel confident about my yoga poses. But listen, the habit. So the cre- create a motivational ritual by doing something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit. So my shit. My favorite thing, my my motivational ritual I do before I do yoga in the morning is guess what? Can you guys guess it? Drum roll, please. <laughs> I make my coffee. I make my coffee. I make coffee. I love my coffee ritual. I love waking up and drinking coffee. <sighs> so I know, Jacqueline, you're gonna sip your coffee slowly because I do yoga and drink coffee at the same time, and it's this thing. It's like the sun's coming up. It's, you know, I hear, you know, the, the nice breeze and the city waking up and I got my coffee down by my yoga mat. I'm sipping coffee. I'm doing my morning stretches and it feels so fucking good, but it feels, um, like and it's more enjoyable because I have the coffee there. Cause if I didn't drink coffee and do yoga, I'd, I'd be fine. Or if I, it's like killing two birds with one stone. So normally I just sit my coffee and scroll social media, like a like literally like a psychotic cracked out meth. I don't know. Is I'm cracking meth the same thing? I don't know. I sit there like a psychopath in the morning, checking social media, being an idiot, getting buzzed on my coffee. But now it's like I'm doing yoga, which is my goal. I want to be a daily yoga person, I have a part of my lifestyle now, which I'm so committed to. I already did it today. Congratulations, Jacqueline. You're finishing your goals. You're accomplishing your dreams. Uh, But yeah, I do. I get lit and I do yoga at the same time. It seems like it shouldn't be combined together, but I don't give a fuck. There's people, I you know some people drink tea and do yoga. Okay. Some people drink matcha and they do yoga. Or some people just don't do caffeine and they, uh, they do yoga. So I, I'm a, I'm an extremist. I like shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Hence daily podcasting. <laughs> If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And something about that might, maybe, you know, is that my ego talking here? Maybe there's something apart. No, let me break this bitch down for you. We're going to go back to the atomic habits quotes, but listen to this. I used to live with a person that said to my face in the most like stealthy way that or like piercing way. There's not many people like this in the world. He's like, I just want to be the best in the world at something. And I got chills. Like I have chills now when it, cause I still remember when he said this and I got it because I feel like that about myself. I'm like not necessarily the best in the world at something, but I want to be the best version of myself. I want, it's like this personal competitive thing now Cause I said, I'm doing it. My outstanding (laughs) unique thing is I do it daily. Most people do a weekly show. I do it daily. Um, But no, like serious, honest to God, I said this early on. I was like, all the people I want to be friends with are podcasters. So I want to join the club, right? I'm I'm like trying to like friend up these motherfuckers. So the only thing that's unique about me at this point is the fact I do it every day. And so is that incredible is that an is that cool enough is that something to talk about is that because I think a part of me in the beginning was like well it's everyone has a show but like who fucking does it seven days a week you know I'm just telling you guys and here's the thing I tell you literally everything I think I don't care that you guys know that I don't give a fuck because I like doing this I'm not I loved like it'd be weird to take a day off. I love, this is like my passion, my daily ritual now. And I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, when that guy said, I want to be the best of the world, something I got it. Cause I see how that's a different, that's the differentiator in people that are, uh, the best in the world at something and the people that aren't like they, it's simple. They just want, they just want it more and they will work harder. They'll outdo everyone. They'll stay up later. They'll fucking figure it out to get to the top and I like I think I'm drawn and I'm attracted to people like that because in my observation and this doesn't make sense. I think my family or you know, I I think I struggle um whenever I talk to family members about this, my mom especially like it's kind of hard to explain because they don't get it. And I, I look at people in the world that are the 1%. The people that are experiencing crazy ass fucking life. The Kevin Hart's of the world. Uh, you know, the top, top, top celebrities. uh, Actors. Politicians. Pop culture people. Whatever the fuck. Like people that are rappers. You know, 50 Cent. Fucking shout out 50 Cent. Episode 50. Go listen back if you want to listen to me talk a lot about 50 Cent and i've i'm i'm i have am i am i do not know if it's a middle child thing i'm an observer i always look around and take notes <laughs> but i had an early on realization that they're experiencing this life the this one life we have so much differently differently than the rest of us and what is it about them like what do what how do you do that And that's always been, I've always been curious by that because it's crazy to me. It's like, well, like I legitimately think the Kardashian Jenner family, like they're living on another planet than we are. There's levels to the shit and they're like, not even like, I have nothing in common with that, that family. Like they're, well, not that I don't, you know, the same eyebrows or any, or their ass. Cause you know, like, look at me, but, um, hold on moment of silence cringe right now with me in three, two, one. Jocelyn, why'd you say that? So the point of me going here is that I realized that 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 it's different. People that are there, it's different for them. And I'm trying to figure out the psychology, how they think. You know, I study a lot of people that have gotten to that level in life. And I think it's cool because it's like when I listened to Kevin Hart's episode on Rogan, I think that's what's my top five? I, I just put a top five together. I got Alex Jones, first of all. He bumped out Kevin Hart immediately. So I have Alex Jones. I'll say Tim Dillon, but it was Alex Jones's episode. <laughs> I got uh Kevin Hart. Oh, fuck. No. Connie did Connie beat out Kevin? I'm going to put Kanye after Kevin. So Alex Jones, Kevin Hart, Kanye, Elon, then David Blaine. Those are my top five Rogan episodes this year. But when I was watching Kevin's episode, he was talking about how life's a game and there's levels. And it's like you each year or each day, you get a little bit closer, like to a new level and you can get yourself drastically closer to the next levels of things in life that you want. By surrounding yourself with people that have it and that are doing it, and that's my biggest takeaway so far in in um. I guess business, I guess you could say, or um, I'm not like a businesswoman, but like I don't, you know, like that's not my shit. But when I worked at a startup company, for example, I realized that it's about who you know and and what like you can people, you can have people mentor you through the process and that'll eliminate a thousand steps that you would have to figure out yourself. So I don't know back to, so I've just, so that's an observation in itself. Like I was working for this company, seeing how the CEO was acquiring knowledge on how to grow his business and and what um, decisions he should make because the people he was getting advice from were, you know, ex their company for like 200 million and they've done it before. So, for an, ex- that's just one example, but, um, and then I think there's those one-offs that make it overnight and it's just like, look, but I don't know. I, I study, I think I've always kind of admired and studied the greats out there because I, I'm like, what is that life like? It, it's very curious to me. I don't know if ever, I don't think everyone's like this. I think you're either, um, put off by celebrity and status and you're like, you know, you just can't stand it and you're bitter about it or you're curious about it. I'm super fucking curious about it. In fact, one of the first jobs I applied for out of college, I was going to move to L.A. I really wanted to and I was going to work at Soho House. Specifically, I think the position I was trying to get was I was going to work their VIPs. So all the celebrities that go there, I was going to be their like point contact person. So, yeah, I was like really trying to get this fucking job. It's like, oh, you know, like that's fucking badass because it's like I don't know people shit on a lot of celebrities and like high status people out there but they're cool as fuck a lot of them are cool as fuck the coolest people you'll ever meet in the world they're unique they go to the beat of their own drum they're they're full of it you know they express themselves in cool ways they talk about interesting things they you know literally express themselves with singing and and acting and like whatever like comedy and as a human being that's walking the planet, I'm looking around, I'm like, those are the people that I want to be, like, I want to understand and, like, f- uh, like get to know. It's interesting. I mean, no offense to, it's not like, it's not like we, and, and put yourself in your, like, get your thoughts brewing about this. It's not like we put, and and maybe it's because, you know, the media puts out on a pedestal and we're all thrown, you know, we're all shown images of concerts and movies and talk shows and da-da-da. And so like those people are always in front of our faces. It's not like they're putting, you know, Bruce from auto parts, Napa auto parts on the big screen and showing off him selling nuts and bolts. Like do they sell those at uh, Napa auto parts? Did, uh, nuts and bolts is like Home Depot. I don't know. Like new head gaskets. What do you buy at Napa Auto Parts? I don't know. It's not like they, we, it's not like we in, in society see that, see Bruce at the Napa Auto Parts or um Cindy at the local library on the big screen. And we're just like, holy shit, did you see Cindy walking down the street today? And then we're taking a picture of her fucking outfit. There's like paparazzi taking a picture of her cute outfit she wore to the library today. Like we don't fucking do that. So there's something to be said about there's levels to this shit, and human beings have been drawn and and admire and like idolize people that are different. <laughs> that are like doing their own shit creatively, especially because that's our that's as a human we're uh we need some sort of level of entertainment to keep us going and stimulus visually. You know, psychologically, emotionally. That's why we like movies. That's why we like, um, you know, TV shows. And we will watch social media because it's visual and it's stimulating. And um, it lights our brains up. We need all that fucking dopamine. Anyways, anyways, Teacher Tuesday. Well, why did I go there? Oh, number one at the world, guy. So, in, at something. Yeah, I, I think I was trying to explain myself here where I've just had it in me from a young age that I don't want to do the average thing. I want to be something big. I don't know how to explain it. And I think a lot of people in entertainment have that. They're like, yeah, I just have that feeling like I'm supposed to do something like that. And I think that's what this show is making me realize like, hey girl, hey, hi girl. You're kind of doing it. I just saw a post, Shadow Color Daddy. And this is no shade. This is just like what it is. She said a reminder on her story, Alex Cooper, the host. Um, She posted on her story. Hey guys, as a reminder, and her format's totally different. She does the whole delayed gratification thing. It's not like giving her, she doesn't give her audience a show seven days a week like I'm doing. It's not better than thing or whatever. It just is what it is. But I'm like, she posted, hey, guys, just remember, there's only 40 episodes this year of Call Her Daddy. And I've never felt more, like, proud of myself in the fact that I'm nobody. I'm fucking Jacqueline Monroe from Washington. Like, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not special. And, and like, I don't have some product to give to the world to change it or, you know, uh, like, I'm not there yet. Okay, I don't know if I'll ever be there, but it was cool to sit there and realize, wow, I've done – more than double that <laughs> in two months, holy shit! And it's not like I said; it's not a better. Her thing is different. And I've I've listened to her talk about her show and how she um she 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 seems to be very very private. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. But the one I listened to, she had explained um how she wants to make her show a show and treat it like like an HBO. Like I don't know what she exactly said, but I understand how the delayed gratification, like making her listeners wait a couple weeks builds the, you know, anticipation. I don't know. So I just, again, I felt like, wow, that's Jacqueline, congratulations. You did something this year. Be proud of yourself. So I don't know (laughs) because I never do that. Listen, that's the thing I, here's teacher Tuesday moment. Again, take out your notepad. When you have a six, a moment of success or a period of time like I'm looking back here I'm in November looking back at the year having these realizations about my life I'm actually taking a moment to like appreciate this be grateful for this and be proud of this because I think normally and the fucking podcast every day forces me to because I have to talk about my life so I don't have to but I do so I realize things along the way and that's what I'm doing today I'm like holy shit I figured myself out this year. It's pretty badass. Badass. Okay, chapter 11. Let's move on. There's 19 chapters. Let's go through this. I'm not going to get off topic. Promise. Pinky promise. Okay, so chapter 11. Walk slowly but never backward. (sighs) Okay, so focus on taking action, not being in motion. Habit formation is a process by which a behavior becomes progressively more automatic through repetition. The amount of time you've been performing a habit is not as important as the number of times you have performed it. Okay. I like this chapter a lot. So real quickly, focus on the action, not being in motion. So interesting. How do I apply that to this? Focus on the action, not being in motion. Why don't I understand that clearly? focus on taking action, not being in motion. Yeah. Okay. So in motion to me was all my wishy washy, you know, thinking before, um, you know, my, in my twenties so far after college, not really having a clear path. That was just me being in motion, like distracted, like getting excited about doing this thing and then getting excited about doing that thing. And did a, At least I was moving forward. And I was thinking and I was dreaming up my life and, you know, thinking about my career and all that. At least I was in motion but i was spinning like a top. so now i feel like the difference is i'm taking action. i'm i have a specific goal of daily podcasting and a dream that i've realized that i'm taking action on. so it's a f- completely different thing. so anyways, um the amount of time you performed a habit is not as important as the number of times you have performed it. okay, let's fucking break this down, bitch. Where's my water boy? Do you, do you remember when I was going to hire a water boy? I also had a recommendation. I should get one of those beer hats where you stick. I'd stick to um, iced coffees on the side and then have straws that come in my mouth. Dude, I just need a feeding tube of caffeine or like just hook me the fuck up to an IV. Um, I know it's quirky to talk about your iced coffee addiction, but. um, And that everyone does. But. I don't give a fuck. I I'll I'll never shut up about how much I love coffee. I love coffee. Ah! So the amount of time you've been performing a habit is not as important as the number of times. So time, length of time versus number of times. So repetitions. So the reps are more important than the length of time you've done the done the habit. So Interesting. So, for example, I could do a podcast five minutes a day for seven days a week. And that's better. (laughs) But the skill, this is about like building a habit and a skill. I got to talk longer than five minutes. I don't know. Let's think of a different example here. The amount of time you've been performing a habit. Why does it seem like it should be easy? I don't fucking know. Let's think of a habit I want to do. Oh, like brushing my teeth for an hour a day would be bullshit. It doesn't, you don't need to, but if you do it every day and that's the habit you're trying to build, that'll be, it'll become autonomous because you repped it out every single day instead of doing it an hour once a week. That's the difference. I got to put factor in days of the week, once a week, an hour long tooth, once a week toothbrushing session for an hour is not as important as the number of times you, so anyways, do it every day for two minutes. Jacqueline, shut the fuck up. Should I quit? Should I fire myself right now? Chapter 12, the law of least effort. (laughs) Ah, The law of least effort. Human behavior follows the law of least effort. We will naturally gravitate toward the option that requires the least amount of work. (laughs) That's why I'm not a YouTube vlogger. (laughs) Literally. You guys... (laughs) I'm sitting back right now. Just let me tell you this. So I attempted YouTube vlogging in the beginning of the year, like, I guess springtime, like basically when the pandemic started and I love editing video. Don't get me wrong. It's so fun to like, it's, it's like art. But when I simplified this bitch down for you earlier and I said, I press record, I talk, I stop recording and I upload. That is the definition of creating. What is this? Creating an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. Or no, we will gravitate toward the option that requires the least amount of work. I'm more. Gra- I'm gravitating more to the podcast world than the YouTube vlogging, editing for 18 hours a day world. To boil like footage down to 10 minutes and make it entertaining and creative, it's, it takes a lot of effort. In time. That's why I like the lifestyle of podcasting daily. Because I literally. It takes me. I don't want to tell you. Should I tell you behind the scenes information? I'd say post production is 30 minutes. (laughs) If that. Like it's quick. That's including YouTube. That's including uh, posting the links to socials. That's including uh, getting the bitch uploaded. Like it's literally nothing. So I talk. I post it within 30 minutes. It's seamless. So, anyways, um, next thing here is so we're talking about the law of le- law of least effort. Reduce the friction associated with good behaviors. When friction is low, habits are easy. Yeah, friction, low friction. That's a dumb dumb example right here. But I roll my yoga mat out all the time, so it's it's always in front of me. I used to have it, this thing I realized is like, Jacqueline, you never had your yoga mat rolled out, because I always roll it up when I'm done, back in like the earlier part of the year where I did workouts at home, like, I don't know, like actual intense, like YouTube workouts, but for a long time, like this last, the last few months, I haven't had it out, and so now I just, I'm lowering the friction of having to roll it out and find it and put it, it takes nothing, no effort, honestly, to do that, but seeing it, and making this I'm like priming my environment, making the future action of doing yoga so much easier if I already have it out. So, chapter thirteen. Let's move on. How to stop procrastinating by using the two-minute rule. Oh Jesus Christ! I love a two-minute rule. I love a little like, um, cute like rule. I don't know. How, you know like on, I don't know, like people's. Like, it'll be like on social media people trying to sell you a course. It's like, do this five minute journaling and nah, 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 nah. They're trying to, you know, make it sound cool. Okay. So ah, ah, <laughs> I think it's, that's the most faint ah, I've ever done. Ah, why do I do that? Why do I do that? <laughs> okay. So chapter 13, how to So we're going to use the two minute rule here. Every day there are hand... A handful of moments that deliver an outsized impact. James, James Clear, the author, refers to these little choices as decisive moments. Decisive moments set the options available to your future self. A habit must be established before it can be improved. So let's stop here before I move on. Decisive moments set the options available for your, to your future self. Yeah. Oh, so the decisive moment, which is a thought. I did not write this. I refuse to write it because every time I write something, a goal down, this is how my brain works. Okay. I don't recommend following in my footsteps. I sabotage the shit out of myself within minimum two days to two weeks of writing goals on paper every fucking time. I don't know why. So when I think something like I had the thought, I'm going to do a podcast seven days a week. And immediately I took action on, it. I set it. I just, ex- I did it, I took action, executed it. I made it. It was a decisive moment. It was a thought that manifested into an actual product an actual, like I'm giving the world a piece of audio every day and video here back in January, go, to, go over to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, to watch the video podcast. Uh, and So decisive moments, set the options available to your future self is the thing. So, um, set the options available to myself now. How did it do that? I don't really have an option. I don't have guys. (laughs) What are my options? Don't do it seven days a week. That doesn't exist in my brain. It literally does not. I have. It doesn't exist in my brain. I told you jokingly. I was like, yeah, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to say when I come to the internet if I skip a day? Yes, yeah, so I got my leg ran over by my mom's tra- a tractor at my mom's house. <laughs> Sorry, it was in the hospital. I couldn't record. Fuck that. No, I'll be in the hospital bed, microphoned up. And that is why I do believe I'm going to the big leagues and I'm drowning out these hoes. And I think that's an, that's... That would be worthy of a a today show appearance, morning show appearance, an Ellen show. Like me and my pop star, Mike getting surgery on my leg, mutilated by a tractor wheel, doing a fucking podcast. Cause this is my, this is my, uh, I had a decisive moment. I had a decisive thought and I'm an extremist. I want to do something amazing with my life. And I'm like, fuck it. Figure a way out, figure it out. I like that. I like people that are like that. I like the David Goggins of the world. I like the, uh, I just, I'm drawn to people that are, they're badasses. I don't know what it is. I think that's why I like a lot of rappers. Because they just fucking do what they want. I love podcasting. I love doing this. I'm doing what I want. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Should write a rap song about it. Anyways, chapter 13, we're getting there. This is a quite a fun episode, isn't it? So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see here. We've got another quote. Okay. So, this is a two-minute rule. The two-minute rule states, when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. Okay. The more you ritualize the beginning of a process, the more likely it becomes that you can slip into the state of deep focus that is required to do great things. Standardize before you optimize. You can you can't improve a habit that doesn't exist. I like that. So a new habit should take less than two minutes to do when you start. So fucking the toothbrush 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 example is enough to get me fired, Jacqueline. That was not creative. That was not that was bullshit. You should be able to think about these easily. Great. Examples for your listeners today. As a teacher, I just got fired. I just got pulled into the principal's office, and I was a very bad teacher. My neighbors are outside. Hold on. I don't like it when they hear me. I think they get – I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Ah! Um. So the more you ritualize, the beginning of a process more – okay. I'm starting to get annoyed by this book, to be honest. So I go in and out of liking – so this is like counter – Productive for this episode, but like, literally, do you guys ever feel like this? (laughs) Some days I see a motivational, inspiring, like, human optimization type of quote show up on Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, I fuck with this heavy. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to, like, get all my shit together. I'm going to clean my house. I'm going to make a list. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to refresh tomorrow. Like, some days I'm like that, and some days I'm just like, "Fuck this two-minute rule." <laughs> like, I don't want to have to think about. I don't want to have to fucking take out a timer and be like, "Do this habit just take less than two minutes?" Is this because if it doesn't, it's not going to stick around, according to this standardized before you optimize. I'm getting annoyed by the the verbiage here. <laughs> As I get, this is the part of the book where I shut it and I don't go back. I don't. Know. I have to be real with you. Sometimes I don't drink all the Kool Aid. I just drink some of it. And then I'm like, okay, I took what I needed. Time to close the book and move on. Like you're starting to get the point. Basically, let me bring my two cents into this shit real quick. I think I have a, So I'm highly creative. Um, You know, my perfectionist mindset rules me, overrides a lot of the time. But I started to learn from... Observing the opposite brain people, like left brain engineers, like tech people, like the nerds out there that they just do something because it's on – they just – that's the – it's supposed to get done. Or like – how to explain this? They don't draw – they don't bring emotions into the equation when they do something. Like it's actually – As a creative, it's an epiphany that I need to probably write. I I should have it out. Like I need to be reminded of this. I should put it on a a thing on my phone. I do alarms throughout the day, so I have a a reminder about something at each part of the day. I used to do positive affirmations every couple hours, but I might do something that's like just get it done or don't overthink it or uh, excuse me, not overthink it, like don't overcomplicate it. Um, cause it's about, I think creative minds resist. And if you procrastinate cause you want it to be perfect, like you resist taking action and, and you do everything but the task. And I've observed the fucking nerds out there. I feel like just get it done. They're like robotic about it. They have no emotion. It's like, okay, so today on the ta- on the, on the agenda, I have to go to the, like, it's me. It's like me delaying for fucking eight days to go to UPS. So I had to print, I had to print, I had to tape my shit, I had to decipher which labels went on which packages, and it really fucking annoys me to have to do that. And when I did the task, what was it, yesterday? It took me, like, under 30 minutes round trip. And it was easy, like, but I resisted because I was like, oh, I fucking hate doing this. I don't, every time I have to package something up, I get confused and to stand in line and da- like I resisted it and I, and I delayed a del- delay, delay, delay because of the emotion attached to that task. So basically I think the biggest epiphany I've had recently is just to, it's so much more efficient to delete your emotions when you have basic boring bitch work adult tasks to do. Just do it. <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of us millennials and shit, we're all just like, I've been on my couch. I just simply like, got scrolling social media. I'm depressed. I'm just like, uh. it's because we, we sit and stew in our own bullshit about not like we create nothing out of thin air. We make everything way worse than it is. And, uh, I don't know. That's sad to me because for my life, at least, cause I'm like Jacqueline, I just, I like, this has been a tough year, like, as an adult, obviously, you know, shit's happening in the world, but, uh, you know, alone, I'm alone, but, and this is why I started off the show talking about, I think I have undiagnosed ADHD, because adult, AD, like, I think it's coming to, coming about my 20s, ADHD, which is a, it's a common thing that happens to, or, like, those behaviors, I don't want to get diagnosed and have to get on drugs, but the behaviors can show themselves in adults not just kids. So, um. Anyways, I f- I feel like as an adult, <laughs> ah, where am I going with this? A lot of the shit that I should ju- I should just take care of, I don't do, like, like I've mentioned stuff about my car. They, my mom every time she sees, she's like, "When are you get that fixed? Like, have you changed your oil? Like, are you what's happening?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> like, I all my shits on auto pay like I, I'm, I'm I always pay my bills and stuff, but there's no issues there. It's just like stuff that needs to get taken care of I like don't do like right away and I don't know um I'm a human I just like here's the thing I like to I like to have fun I like to do what I want okay and that's pretty much me like as of late fucking off on social media <laughs> drinking coffee, wearing sweatpants not giving a fuck. I don't want to go to UPS. Fuck that shit. Okay. So chapter 14, how to make good habits inevitable and bad habits impossible. Fuck. There's 19 chapters. I'm going to breeze through these fucking chapters right now. Cause I'm already getting annoyed by this. Love this book. Life-changing book. I'm not trying to downplay how amazing it is by saying this. I'm just getting exhausted. I'm just like, okay, get the point. Okay, so a commitment device is a choice you make in the present that locks in a better behavior for the future. Okay, the ultimate way to lock in future behavior is to automate your habits. Okay, one-time choices like buying a better mattress or enrolling in an automatic savings plan Are single actions that automate your future habits and deliver increasing returns over time? Hmm. Like buying a better mattress. So how does buying a better mattress automate your future habit? Increasing return? Why don't I get that? You bought a mattress. How does it... That single action delivers increasing return over returns over time well you could sleep on it every night i guess you that's a but i feel like the bet i don't know why don't i get this i feel like a dumb fuck <laughs> i get it but i don't get it <sighs> okay so anyways chapter 15 i, I let's just fucking go through. what moving forward didn't see that psych i have a college education i'm smart don't fucking come for me uh i feel like the return on your investment from buying a mattress did it say? I just feel like your mattress, my brain immediately went like, well, doesn't your mattress like wear out and get shittier over time? That's like an immediate thought I had. Chapter 15, the cardinal rule of behavior change. The fourth law of behavior change is making it satisfying. Okay. So we're more likely to repeat a behavior when the experience is satisfying. Okay, the human brain evolved to prioritize immediate rewards over delayed rewards. Okay. Dude, I just had an epiphany about social media. Delayed rewards. Everything's immediate with social media, right? Right? We're all addicted to our phones now, right? We always check it like every two seconds, right? What if the apps released our notifications a time of day, like we could pick and that's the only time we could see it. And they would accumulate over the day. So that way, I don't know. Does that make sense? It made sense in my brain or yeah, there could be a, a lock system. I guess that are there things that you can put on your apps to lock them. So they don't open. I don't know. I don't think you guys, I told you guys this yesterday about my thoughts on social media. I don't think it's the apps themselves that suck. I think it's the action of grabbing a phone that sucks, and that entire uh piece of so like this hardware grabbing a phone is is not it. I don't think it's it it's uh that is the I think that is the thing that's shifting culture is us grabbing the apps are bringing us to our phones. You could say, you could argue that, I guess. But we wouldn't pick up our phones if we knew that the apps weren't going to be open until, fucking, I don't know. But that's where we do all of our business. We have to have them open twenty four hours a day because we got emails and fucking texting and DMs and I don't know. I just, I would like to see that shift. Instead of being compelled to grab your phone, that doesn't even exist. So what is that thing? And where's the money in being in the present moment? Because there isn't fucking any. There isn't fucking any money in that. Present moment. How do you, how do you, how do tech companies buy attention, people's attention in the present moment? Should I write that down? How do tech companies, how do, how do companies. Or where's the money? Make money off of our attention. It's my podcast I'm doing. I'm typing. You Just sit down. Kids. <laughs> I think that's the gold. If you wanted to build a company around something that is positive. Fuck. Did I just figure something out? I don't know. So... cuz i'm i'm a, i'm a i'm i'm at the age where i've seen both sides i've seen pre psychopath addicted social media world and i've seen uh you know i said pre that and i've seen the what we have now okay what am i say i used to make mud pies and play in the dirt okay and i didn't have a phone I didn't know what social media was. Okay, I've seen dial-up fucking. I've seen that internet. I've seen, you know. Okay, I got MySpace in like seventh grade, and that's when my social media usage usage started. And I got grounded for a month. But anyway, so I've seen both sides. So my brain understands that technology isn't going away necessarily. So how do we apply it? So it's not going away and it has shifted culture and human, like the iPhone, the social media we live on now has shifted culture and changed human behavior to the point where I, I don't know, I'm talking, I'm talking about myself, but I'm sure if you're listening, you probably relate to me in some way out there. It's making us grab our fucking phones every two seconds and just stare at shit. And it's dividing our attention up into so many different apps and, you know, things. And it's not, it's not the best, in my opinion, forward progression for humanity. I don't think this is the best forward step. Okay. If I had to take a step back and say, what's the, What are we trying to get back to? Or what do we want to ideally have in a perfect world? Like, what do we want? I still want Instagram. I still want fucking Twitter. I still want YouTube. I still want all that shit. But I don't want to make it... I don't want to... I don't want it to feel like I'm in this virtual world when I go to it. So, how do you... What? Where's the money in the present moment? Where's the money? How do you create product that makes your present your life experience in the moment as wonderful as the apps where (laughs) how fucking sad is this fuck this because reality should be but the reality of that is that reality should just be better It is better. When you really have conversations and connections with people, it's dope as fuck. It's the best. There's nothing better. So, I don't know. I just think, like, how do we bridge that gap so we're not grabbing a phone and and getting zombied out on our couches with TikTok for five hours a day? Like, how do we, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. I said, I uh, talked about glasses yesterday, something we put on our eyes that make things fun that we look at. And... But see, that's not even reality. That's not even, that's, it's like, again, it's like, how do we take a step back and do a little bit less than tapping an app to go into your Instagram? Like, how do we? dumb it down. So it's, I don't fucking know. Should I try to figure this out right now with myself and not, I don't give a fuck how long this is. I don't edit this. I don't care. I just want to know, like, why isn't there one app? Why isn't there one thing? I know there's (laughs) Jacqueline, (laughs) Jesus Christ is called competition. There's a, you know, fucking, it's like an app war out there. It's not like a war, but it's like, it's a bubble, the tech stuff. So, I guess what I'm saying is, if the masses, if we're all collectively on online, we all have an online persona, an online avatar of ourselves, an online profile information. It's all there on online, and we live in a world on our Instagram, on our Twitter. On our YouTube, on TikTok, all that shit, showing off our lives, showing off ourselves, and we're bouncing between apps, to do basically the same thing: put ourselves out there on the internet in a virtual way. Why isn't there one thing? I think that would be like this is the idealistic you. I don't know world where it's like if all the companies could come together and merge and be like, we want to put our heads together and create some sort of positive product or that's good for humanity that because people because the internet exists and people do their online shit so how can we provide them something that isn't tethering doing a tug of war and dividing their attention and then from and it's like that's the shift in humanity where we will this is so fucking trippy like we will literally live in reality in the present moment with virtual representation of who we are in one in one through one lens. Holy fuck! I'm not high, guys. By the way, no drugs on board tonight. Sober as shit on my couch. I'm cold actually. I need to put socks on. Yeah. How do we see? people online through one lens you know there's one like one vessel of social media that everyone in the world it's just like what we all are on and how people know us virtually I don't know because I actually tweeted that I think like seven fucking years ago popped up the other day I'm like why isn't there one social media app or like one like I don't like bouncing around apps Doing the same thing. I don't know. (laughs) Should I go to the next chapter? Write a review. Don't send me a DM about what you think about that section of the podcast. The human brain evolved to prioritize immediate rewards over delayed rewards. I read that before I went on that tangent. And no shit. I fucking prioritize my immediate reward of Instagram juicy content. I love, fucking love, I love Instagram. My, my fucking babe. Um, delayed rewards of Instagram delayed my rewards, delayed my notifications, delayed my, I don't know. That'd be kind of fucked. Chapter six. Let's just move on. How to stick with good habits every day. <laughs> Oh God, this is my eye roll. This is my eye roll chapter. Fucking how to stick to with good habits every day. Can't take anything fucking seriously. Not even a life changing book. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. So the feeling of making progress is one of the most satisfying feelings. Don't break the chain. Try to keep your habits, sta- habit streak alive. Never miss twice. If you miss one day, try to get back on track as quickly as possible. Just because you can't measure something doesn't doesn't mean it's the most important thing. So I love this actually, and I just got annoyed by it, but now hey, I love it because it's so true. I think I've established with myself that I'm not consistent. I suck at being consistent with myself about um like doing tasks toward that move me closer to my goals. I'm I sabotage. I overthink. I get excited about something else. I get distracted. I'm like wishy-washy. I'm indecisive and it's not satisfying. So the most satisfying feeling, what it, what I'm realizing now is having a streak. I know it's like that Charlie guy that talks about winning streak, you know, every day, like being a winning streak. uh but yeah, don't break the chain. Tra- Never miss twice. It's kind of related to, I, I've, I think I've heard this before about, um, in terms of fitness like i never go past 2 days without working out never miss twice if you miss one day try to get back on track as oh well i can't say that 100% you guys know this like i didn't work i didn't work out for a long time this year uh, but if you miss one day try to get back on track as quickly as possible Yeah, okay, let's apply that to diet maybe. So, like, let's say – because I know a lot of people are like – I even deal where I'll be like, I just fucking ate bullshit yesterday. So, I guess if you eat, like, shit one day, try to get – just the next day, don't. And then don't the next – it's all about um, averages over time when you think about it. So, that's why people divide their – when people talk about, like, what they eat in their diet and how they stay healthy – in vital, they talk about like, oh, I follow like 80, 20 or, you know, 80, per- 80% of the time I'm healthy, 20, you know, 20% of the time I eat whatever the fuck I want. And, um, anyways, it says never miss twice. So anyways, oh, um, fuck this chapter 17. Mm, okay. Lucky number 17, how an accountability partner changes everything. Jesus. And then we are less likely to repeat a bad habit if it's painful or unsatisfying. Okay. I'll just go over this quick and accountability You guys know this accountability partner. This is like obvious bullshit. We care deeply about what others think of us and we do not want others to have lesser opinions of us. Accountability person will make you do your shit because you don't want them to think like you're a loser. Low-key. This is so terrible to admit. Oh, fuck. I don't – I'm not influenced by that shit, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm the worst. I feel like – I don't know what it is. I can't – it's not that I can't take anything seriously, but it's like – no, you know, maybe that's – I haven't really done it before. but I, think I haven't really had – I can't say I've never had someone keeping me accountable, but I just don't like the, I don't like the idea of, um, like having to do something because of someone else. And you're like, the reason you're doing it that day is because you have an accountability person waiting for you, like that you have to report to or else you'll feel like, or else you'll be, uh, afraid that they won't think you're as cool as you are or whatever. Like I don't like that concept because I want to be in control and full. I want to have full possession of myself and full possession of the choices I make that aren't, aren't based on anyone but myself. I want to have like the hundred percent responsibility and like the mental energy I put towards a task. I don't want to have to, I don't want it to be because of someone else thinking less than me. If I don't do it, it doesn't motivate me exactly because I don't literally, and this was probably the root of that is like, I don't think that's, it's probably a bad thing to say. Cause I'm a, a a former athlete and like, yeah, you have coaches, you have people that help you along the way. That's probably positive. Jacqueline, what the fuck did you just say that for? I guess that's ideal for what I just said not needing an accountability person, not needing help. And I guess that's also because I'm a do it myself type of chick. I like don't need no man. Like I just get shit done. I'm like, hey, fucking, I can take care of myself. Like I can do everything for everyone. And, you know, I don't need help or I I don't need help. And I don't know. And maybe my ego, I'm like, I don't want, someone to see me sweat or someone to know I'm struggling. So I don't want to fucking have to report to someone and have an accountability person. I don't know. That's probably it. That's cool. Everyone has a little ego in there somewhere. Chapter 19. Oh my God. Are we almost done? I need to go to bed. Fuck. Chapter 19, the Goldilocks rule, how to stay motivated in life and work. Humans experience peak motivation when working on tasks that are right on the edge of their current abilities. Mm, this is called the Goldilocks zone. As habits become routine, they become less interesting and and less satisfying. We get bored. Can't relate. Well, especially for podcasting. I just thought of something. Let me tell you. So, when people dream to do something big with their life, like be an astronaut, be a doctor, be a scientist. Like, I don't know. Like, do something where you're going to have to go through a lot of school, memorize a lot of shit, learn a lot. It's going to be hard. I think people – like, some people thrive with difficult – like, learning – difficult things they thrive they love that that makes them feel alive like they enjoy it they enjoy the fact that it's hard it makes them feel good that they understand it after you know years and years of school like that must be really fulfilling for them but I feel like this is so bullshit to say I don't care I'll tell you I'm just like how do I live the most fun easy going I just want to like do whatever the fuck I want life possible and I think this is it this fucking this or meaning my the thing I dedicate my headspace to every day I'm not deep I'm not balls deep in a quantum physics book learning about shit that is difficult as fuck because I don't personally get off (laughs) why am I using sexual references here like, I don't find joy struggling my brain, like, my I don't find joy because I'm like, I maybe, I'm not like, I don't like to say woke and like, okay, maybe I just have like watched too many fucking conspiracy, like, or universe videos, maybe it's all the fucking drugs, who the fuck knows. I just have this understanding that nothing matters and nothing isn't, like, we're, everything's like made up and I don't take life very like too seriously and it's very hard for me to read a manual like for example I was working a job I'm not gonna say which I've talked about it before I'm just gonna say I worked a job where there was training manuals and and security videos and things you had to watch you know and I'm just like this is so fucking boring and dry and why i have this one life and i gotta sit through this shit like once you have these thoughts it's hard to exist as a normal person around like i just don't see things like i i ask why a lot and i go i go like this is this is boring like why am i what's this this is this sucks. This video is made in the 90s. This is this is not how we should live. What are we doing? I could run this bitch. I could make it so fun. I could do training videos about security and all that. in such a fun way. Can I rework this bitch for everyone to have so we can have fun here? It's not like life it's here's the thing. It's not like I'm not willing to work. I've worked my entire like I've never not worked. I still work. You guys know that. I still work. I have a job. It's amazing. But uh, there's some jobs I've had where I'm like, freaked the fuck out by how people can sit through a career 30 fucking years doing that. I'm like, there's no awareness of like the... Insanity of it, of it, and like the paperwork shit and the fucking. I know that's how the world works. I just don't really want to play on that playground. As an adult, I don't want to play on that. I don't want to. Uh, go, oh, Jacqueline. Like you just, you know, that's the way the world is. It's like, just say yes to this job. Just do it. No, I quit four fucking jobs in like two years. and Not because of that at all. Well, the one I just mentioned, yes. Uh, it had to do with, it wasn't a good fit for Jacqueline. I couldn't deal. Uh, and also I was finding something better. I needed the sales job I had was ideal because I was able to, you know, maybe I was, it was under the real estate, real estate umbrella. I was, you know, with a group of young people, my age, it was fun. We talked all day. It was literally all we did is talk. And I love that shit. And I got to talk to, you know, people, my clients were all, you know, from all over the world and shit. It was cool, and that's where I thrive. I don't thrive in paperwork and and fucking like dry s- how to I don't know like type. I don't know. In like I, uh, I'm annoying like that, but you should. It's hey, at least I have self awareness because, or I'm I'm glad I'm grateful that I'm aware of that. And and my psychology, in the workplace, because I I, I'm at peace with the fact that some people are cut out for that, and some people aren't, and I'm not one of them, and I don't need to feel ashamed of that. I shouldn't feel. I think I used to feel weird and different than people. Like I'd look around in you know in meetings, and I'm like, can I? I just want to like be like, why are we on this stuff? Like why are we? making this something why are we gossiping about this it's like bullshit why does this matter like we're not getting closer to the the goal here we're not getting the I don't know I just think a lot of things people uh, in the workplace that I've been in it's been a lot of useless uh nonsense that's like I don't know filler it's not productive it's just like office I don't know camaraderie fucking it's all like Joe Rogan's thing he always talks about the fucking like water cooler talk I don't know he always says like he's I think I've heard him mention like working a normal job and he's like I can't do it god damn it has he influenced me was I influenced by him in my thinking about this probably I think a lot actually (laughs) fuck you joking what the fuck uh that's actually weird to admit right now or or realize like a lot of the people that have influenced the way I think are podcast hosts are like the like the nerds out like Lex Friedman recently I've just been deep in his podcasts um yeah I think that's good though I think more people should think In alternative ways or just like ask questions about the world because I think that's how it will improve but while I'm learning about the world and myself in my 20s I feel wrong a little bit or I feel guilty about it a little bit like Jacqueline just I don't know my job though like what I actually do is very fulfilling because I realized that I'm using my college degree. Okay, so that's fun. Yay. I love telling my mom that. I'm like, hey, I'm using my fucking degree here. Okay. And it makes me feel like a normal person. I'm like, when I talk to other people about my job, I'm like, it's an actual, like, job. Like, this is not some alternative weird thing. You know, it's like, this is a legit job. And that makes me feel good about myself as a member of society. I don't want to live in a tent in the middle of nowhere and like be off the grid. Like I'm not that, my mind isn't that isn't there, but um, I still have those thoughts. I still have those ideas about, I guess, how people operate in, in the workplace. And it just really rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think I've observed. So, just a background about my upbringing. I, I, I haven't really mentioned family in a while, but I'll be seeing them in a couple of days. I feel like my dad was highly creative. My mom was not in terms of. Well, she is. She's always been in an executive role, the boss bitch. She's awesome. She still is in that type of position. But you know, man's role her whole life, and. I learned about working hard. That was always preached. Like, we worked so hard as a family. Not only physical labor, but jobs. Like, I watched my mom, like, my whole life work like a fucking slave to keep us fed and to get us into school. And, you know, same with my dad. It's like, his situation is a little different. But just seeing that and, like, I watched my dad actually – you know, I I saw him do what I'm doing now, but older when he's, you know, midlife because of some changes in his career. And I realized, like, I don't want to be 50 with these thoughts, feeling like I'm stuck with a career that is making me operate against the way that I, like, mentally want to. Or, like, you guys know what I mean. Like, it, it just, I want to nip it in the ass now. And I think what's awesome is the world now is so different with, with, um, especially the, there's a great, like, I guess the, the startup world is kind of cool. There's a lot of jobs that offer amazing work life, um, you know, balance of whatever options. Fucking the work, the, the workplace is awesome. It's super, you know, fun. Like the, the offices are cool. It's, it's young. It's fun. It's hip. It's techie it's like it's cool to like work there it doesn't f- suck so I guess I'm just thinking of cubicle cub- cubicle shit like boring work I guess scares the fuck out of me but I know I won't be doing that ever like no but I I guess I'm trying to understand why people I don't know I shouldn't question it they, they don't you don't know what you don't know it's what you're exposed to who you listen to what you see on your screen like people some people are fully compliant with that lifestyle in that world and they just don't even think a second thought about it. I was working at a publisher. Shit, could I even say this? Fuck it. So, I was uh interning at a publisher and book publisher and that's start that's when I started realizing like I don't want to ever be here. And like this, I don't understand how the, I, it wasn't that I don't want to be there. It was like, I don't understand. Cause I was living. So this was out, I worked is a publisher. So it was the school I went to Washington state university out in the middle of nowhere, uh, book publisher there. I just didn't understand. Like, how are people here? happy with what they're like I I guess it's like everything. It's like what I'm finding with podcasting is like it's different strokes for different folks. Jacqueline, some people live normal, like quote unquote boring, average, normal lives and they're happy as fuck and they have a family and a house and they maybe live out in the middle of nowhere in in Washington in a college town and they're so excited about that. It's hard for me. Maybe that's what it is, is I am trying I'm like putting my opinions and like inflicting on other people or like I'm it's a, what is this called projecting I never know the right words someone help me I'm like wishing they I feel like they I'm looking at them and I'm like it seems like your life sucks how do you do you think your life sucks are you cool with this job and this environment and this lifestyle are you having fun is this your dream I just want everyone to live their fucking dreams that's what it is Jacqueline just discovered what she wanted to say I want everyone to live big, bold dreams. I want everyone to have a fun life where they're lit up inside every day. Because I think a lot of people are just like lukewarm or just like, what's the, there's a term for it. You just kind of settle and just like accept and just like go through the motions. I have a really overactive brain. I don't know why this episode went here. Is this two hours today? It might be, I don't know. Shit. You guys know what I mean. I think I think a lot. And I care about people. And so sometimes it hurts to see. Especially just like fat, sad secretaries at the courthouse, like that kind of shit. I'm just like, God damn it. I don't know. Don't you want to be a YouTuber? Why are you at this desk? Don't you want to go put on makeup and be on YouTube? Go live your dream, bitch. I mean that with love. Like, that's what I mean. I just want... And I'm assuming, like, that's the thing is not everyone has my brain. Not Everyone wants to, like, you know, be the center of fucking attention and talk seven days a week. (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) Shit, it's going on 10, 10 p.m., Jesus Christ. um, Okay, I'm going to wrap this bitch up. Throw it in a... <sighs> throw it in the back of a Honda driveway. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> I like to talk... Ex- I don't know why I said that. Why did I say that? It's a crime podcast. This is now true crime. This is a crime podcast. I'm talking about a kidnapping. I gotta... Hey, I'm trying to... Remember when I caught... I was trying to do, oh no, I didn't try. I did a live on a previous episode like a week ago. I had a rat slash mouse, mouse in house that scared the fuck out of me. It ran across my room and, um, I set out traps. So on the show, I lifted, I was sitting here where I'm sitting now. I got up and I was like, look, all the top podcasts are crime podcasts. Okay. How do I compete here? How do I, how do I get to the top charts? In the crime category. Jacqueline. One episode will do it. One episode that not a lot of people will hear will do it. Okay. It's not going to. Barely anyone's going to listen to it. But somehow it'll it'll rise to the top. Jacqueline, you're going to go search for the dead body live on the podcast. And I like lifted my fucking couch up looking for the dead mouse slash rat. And I was, you know, narrating it. And I had like my fucking one arm lifting my couch. One hand on the laptop talking the whole time through it. Wrap that bitch up, throw in the back of a Honda. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, like what's what's going on? Why do people like listening to that shit? I don't like getting scared. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like scary movies a lot. Like I like. Okay, I watch them with boys that that can protect me. That's it. That's like my only the only time I'm okay with it. But alone, just like scared, like. I don't know. I did listen to wrongful conviction for a while. Uh with Jason Flom. I I do like his show about um exonerated the exonerated. I don't know what that word means actually. Criminals wrongly confi- wrongful <laughs> conviction. What the fuck, Jacqueline. Wrongful conviction they were convicted wrongfully of crime and then they talk about their story. It's really good. Jacqueline, go to bed. Uh, but, yeah, anyways. Okay, guys, that's it. That was a long one, I think. Thanks for being here. And I uh, love y'all a lot. I know that's weird, but maybe I'm the only person that told you that I love you. Or what is that saying? Maybe I'm the only person that told you they love you today. So I did my best. And I mean it. So care about y'all a lot hope you're healthy hope your family's doing well have a great Tuesday I don't know I do these at night and I'm like well you're not listening to it. you're not listening to it on Tuesday now Fuck it. fucking a uh but yeah just like have a great week with family I'll be here tomorrow so I'll say that again tomorrow but have a great safe travel home for flying home I don't know. I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys, for Wednesday, Wednesday's episode. Stick around. If you're a patron, go over to patreon.com slash TJMS if you want to support the show. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Wait, I just went brain dead. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> patreon.com slash TJMS. <laughs> if you want to support the show, everyone gets a shout out. Everyone gets my exclusive Patreon-only content. And yeah, that's it. Okay. I love you guys. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Hey guys, I feel like I've been doing the same shout out forever now. And I'm like, hello, my patrons. And I'm, I'm annoyed by myself. So hi guys. What's up? How How's it going? Uh, Take a seat. All right. I got four chairs in front of me for four amazing people I'm making you famous. I'm saying your names seven days a week. We got... I love how I have four. It's perfect. Got Ricky Jensen in seat number one. We're playing musical chairs. Seat number two, we got Trevor Garrett. Seat number three, Eagle One. Finally, seat number four, we've got Ozzy Osbourne. Thanks for your support, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for, uh, I don't know, just... Getting me, I guess. At this point, if you're, I think you guys, I'm, I know, I feel like a lot of you listen daily. So <sighs> I finally feel accepted by four people. So thank you. <laughs> I just want people to love me. I'm trying to be accepted. I just want. Sad. It's sad. Uh, okay. Anyways, I'm joking, but you know what I mean. Okay. I love you guys. Thanks for your support. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye.